October. How is everybody? Sorry I missed you guys last week. I had a little incident down in Charleston. I had to go save my daughter, hence there was no podcast last week. But we are here this week, and I am here again with Louise, who has over 120 days of sobriety right now. Over four months. Congratulations, Louise. Thank you, Elizabeth. How do you feel? I feel wonderful. I can't believe that it's already four months. It's gone by fast. Um, And I feel great. And I know that you have tried this before. You've tried to get sober before. And you've never had four months before, right? I have not. When I got my coin... My four-month coin, that's what I... I had said to someone jokingly that I, that I I have plenty of three-month coins, but this was my first four-month coin. What do you think it is? I think it's the consistency with going to meetings, um, just the acceptance of knowing that this is my new life and being okay with the... Um, just adapting to the new life and enjoying it and... Um, you know, the commitment, the commitment is huge. And although there are days that, you know, I can't say that I don't struggle once in a while, or there isn't something that triggers me or makes me think about drinking, and especially when the weather gets, gets nice. Um, you know, uh, you know, I even friends of mine that are sober say the same thing. I mean, you know, there's people with 20, 30 years sobriety that still have those moments when they, you know, the weather's right or, you know, certain something triggers them. And, you know, it's it's always going to happen. And to, to just know that and to know how to deal with it is is really the difference now for me because I do reach out to people and I do go to meetings. And that's something I was going to ask you is, have you thought of a drink? I, I one, one day I did... Um, and because I'm, I'm very affected by the weather, so when it's when it's really nice out and you know smells always get me. Um, I did have a moment where I did think about. I didn't think about drinking. I just thought about. It was almost as if I wasn't sober, and I was. It would be easy or just routine to go and pour. Well, at this point, <laughs> at the end, I wasn't pouring anything. <laughs> I was drinking right out of the bottle. But um, you know, there, there it was just that moment. But I, I called a friend, and I got through it. I, I didn't. I guess the difference is, is that before when I thought of it, I really struggled, and I always in the back of my mind you know, I didn't know whether, how it was going to go. Like, I didn't know whether I was going to end up drinking or I wasn't. Now, I know I'm not going to. It's just, you know, the moment that I think of it and then the moment it passes in between, I need to talk to somebody. Uh, and, and I do. And then that's how I get through it. And I'll just keep doing that. Right. That's what I do. Right. I mean, for me, I know that like there's stressful times. I mean, going through and watching my daughter break her arm and, you know, that whole stress of like having to get on a plane and then flying down there and then dealing with her and she's done all this pain. And it's like the thought of and she's not very happy. So she's not being very nice to me. And I'm thinking, oh, my God, something to just get these feelings to go out of my head. But again, I have to do what you said. And I I mean, I have over a decade. So and I still have to use those tools of picking up the phone and calling someone, which is huge. Well, 
it was interesting. Today I went and I had uh, my teeth cleaning. And I am uh, the biggest wimp when it comes to getting my teeth cleaned. And I was overdue. Um, and so when I went, I always have everything that they could possibly give me. And I have the topical Novocaine. I have the the laughing gas and all, you know, everything they can give me. Um, and so I... I, I had a new, a, a new, um, a new person this time. And I said, Oh, don't forget to do the topical Novocaine. And she said, you know, you don't need it. And I said, Oh, I do. And she, so she convinced me that I didn't need it. And then I said, well, I need the laughing gas. And so she, she did give me that. And, you know, I, I always looked forward to it when I was sober <laughs> in the past and I had that, I knew it wasn't going to trigger me, but but I actually didn't like it this time. And I told her at the end and she, I didn't tell her my situation, but I, but I said to her, I said, I, I am not going to have this again. Cause I just didn't like that feeling. And it's not that it gets me so loopy, but it's just enough that it does remind me of that, that feeling of slipping into the buzz <sighs> and all that. And it, it just wasn't comfortable for me. Wow. Yeah. I didn't enjoy it. Oh, so I'm not going to do it again. That is amazing. It was kind of huge. I wouldn't have said that. I mean, I thought, you know, secretively, I just would get what what could possibly, you know, mirror a little buzz. But um, I did not like it at all. Hey, something's working. Mm -hmm. I love that. So what are one or two tips that you would like to share that may help someone who's listening, who's also on the quest of getting sober? Well, I mean, I, I do continue to promote the, the meetings and I know some people don't. I mean, I have, I have friends of mine that don't go to meetings. They never did. And they're sober and they're working their own program, which is great. And, uh, you know, um, everybody does their own thing, but I, I would say that would be one of my, um, my tips would be to 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 go to meetings and be consistent and don't think that as soon as you start to feel super comfortable and you wake up in the morning and and you feel great and you know you're living that one day at a time that you know that that all of a sudden you can you know go 3 days 4 days without a meeting or just all just start going on Saturdays it it, it you know it will catch up to you you will get to a day or I do uh, I'm I, I should speak for myself, but that I don't, you know, I find myself missing it, number one, which is great. Um, but, I, but I think that you have to have that consistency. You have to see the people that give you the strength, the people that have, I mean, even this past weekend, um, we were talking, it was a small meeting, but we were talking, women and I, after the meeting um, about, you know, w whether it was driving your children under the influence and, or just, you know, having mothers possibly not trust you or what you, you know, the paranoia of having people judging you and not knowing where you're at in your sobriety. And can, even if they know that you're sober, can they, can they trust that you're going to be sober this night? Or if, you know, if, if you relapsed it, so it's very, it's, it's an ongoing process that is very difficult at times, but it, that it's the reality of, of, having drank and having people know that you were an alcoholic and are, are an alcoholic and have stopped drinking, but, um, you know, it's hard and, um, 
you know, it's going to take time, but it's just, it's nice to be able to walk away from a meeting and have, you know, four women that you talk to that have all been in the same circumstance, different children, different friends, different, you know, situations. But, but ultimately we all had the same experiences and, and uh, it's just, the support is, is like no other um, in AA. Yeah. And I think that that's one of the keys that I believe that helps us all stay, you know, sober one day at a time. And no matter if you go to meetings or you don't go to meetings, having someone there that you can reach out to that, you know, is not going to judge you. Right. And it's going to be there no matter what. And it's there as because I think doing it alone is the hardest part in finding people to trust and living in the day. That one day at a time, what does that really mean to you? One day at a time. I I never really thought that I would get to this point of of really believing in the one day at a time. Um, and, and when I look at people and, you know, and, and I'm not saying this from somebody that has years of, of sobriety. I mean, I'm when I got out of rehab or when I went in on December 28th and I mean, we're talking four months, um, you know, it's not that long, but I can even go into a meeting as I did. So it was last week. Um, and there was a woman that clearly was struggling. She was sitting by herself. She was crying and the meeting hadn't even started, but it was that when I looked over at her, you know, that, that it just is, it's, it just comes over you. It's so overwhelming that you, that you just, I just wanted to go over and, and hug her. I wanted to help her. And, and, you know, so many people got up throughout the meeting and just walked over to her and gave her a tissue, gave her a hug, gave her, you know, patted her back or, you know, and then there was a flock of women around her walking out. And it's just, it's, it's, it's that, that is, you know, what keeps, what just keeps everybody sober. And if you just live, if, you know, even in a meeting just recently, there was someone who was really struggling and very honest about it and, you know, um, would keep alcohol in the house just as like a safety net or just, you know, like a, you know, a blanket, you know, <laughs> just having that, the security of knowing that it's there, which is horrible, but I know, you know, I did it. And so, you know, it's, I think that if you can just look at it as one day at a time and not project and not think about, you know, tomorrow, um, it, you know, just get through that one day. Today, I'm not going to drink. That's all I know right now. And that's it. And I'm not going to say that I'll never drink. Hope I don't. But today, I'm not drinking. And today turns into tomorrow. And I say the same thing. And it just goes on and on. It totally works, doesn't it? It's like, I, I, if I just do it for today, I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. And I don't pick up a drink today. My life will get better. But you need to have people around you that you can trust and be honest with and not and know that it aren't going to judge you. It has been, um, so you felt the major change from month one to month four. Mm-hmm. And what, what are maybe two things that you've noticed that have changed, if there are two things, since the first month to the fourth month? I would say initially, it might not be the most important, but, but the the thing that, that, comes up first for me is just the anxiety that I used to have is is almost gone um I I didn't sleep you know and obviously some had that had to do with with drinking a lot of people think that you know they 
they get a good night's sleep or they can fall asleep easier if they are buzzed or they've been drinking. But, um, you know, it was a hard transition to, to when I quit to get into a pattern of, of actually sleeping more than two hours a night. And, and now I sleep a full, you know, full night. Uh, I go to bed early and I, I get up early, but I, I don't have this, you know, fragmented sleeping pattern like I had for years. Um, so that's changed the anxiety. I don't have that anymore. I don't have anxiety driving, you know, all these things that I thought were a part of me as a, you know, that I've always had, um, and I always have had anxiety, but it, it was definitely worse when I was drinking. So that has, has nearly gone away. Um, and I would say the other thing is just my coping skills. Um, I don't, I don't react anymore. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with things not going my way. I'm okay with things not being how I had planned or hoped for. I'm just okay with it. That's awesome. Uh, and now I have another, one last question. Mm-hmm. How has it been with your kids from one month to four months? I think my kids have... I mean, the change that I see in them is that I do know that they are trusting, trusting me more. I think, you know, it's not that we talk about it all the time at all. Um, but there are, there are times that we do, I, you know, I'm very open about going to the meetings. I'm open, you know, and they, they encourage me more. So, I mean, it's just, you know, my daughter, you know, encourages me all the time, even if I, you know, I'm reluctant in the morning, if I'm trying to get ready, but I want to be with them, you know, they tell me, go, go, go to the meeting. You know, it's an hour, you know, we'll have breakfast after. And, and so I feel, I feel good about that because before I always felt that I was taking away from my kids and, you know, if I don't have this, I wouldn't have my kids and I wouldn't have the relationship, you know. Um, and when people always said, your sobriety comes first, your sobriety comes first, everything comes second. And I, I would, you know, I, I I would argue that because, no, my children do come first. But it's not a love thing. It's it's a, it's the reality is yeah. that if I don't, if I'm not sober, I'm not a mother. I'm not a good mother. And um, so it does come first. And it's it's kind of an easier pill to swallow now um, than it was initially when that was told to me. I didn't I didn't do it. I I, I put them first, and look what happened. You know, oh, acceptance yeah. is key. Well, thank you, Louise. Thank you, Elizabeth. Will you come back next time. month? I'm loving that we're doing this once a month because I think people are really enjoying this. Because maybe somebody out there could be in the same spot you are, mm-hmm. or maybe it's looking to do this and thinks, "Oh my gosh, this is never going to be fun. My life is going to be over." But I do have to say, you're the most creative person I've ever met, and to see you get your arts back and everything else is just awesome. And we're going to talk about that all next time. So until next time, keep getting busy, living sober. Bye, everybody.